Welcome everybody to Edge HQ for Comedy on Edge, the podcast. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and we've got a very special episode. This one is Dave Keishan's treat. We tried to get William Shatner, we tried to get George Takai, we even tried for Leonard Nimoy, but we couldn't get them. But instead, we've got the next best thing. We have someone who worked on the original Star Trek series. Dave is literally over the moon. We've given him a mic. He's here. Josh is on sound. Carrie's here to stop Dave in case it gets too nerdy. And I'm joined by my guests today, Andrea Kindred and Francis Blair, who's, who's my gym buddy, actually. So it's going to be fun. So Josh, hit the music and let's get into it. Welcome. Francis, how are you, my friend? I'm very well. Great to be in the swanky establishment of this fine podcast. I know. It's pretty amazing. Edge HQ and Andrea Kindred, how are you? <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Thanks. Because I really like to talk about my part of Star Trek that, that I had and I enjoyed. And, and because I'm never going to write a book about it, you know, if I don't say something, it's gone. I think you should write it. Like, now, this should preface, Andrea Kindred, I saw you do an amazing... Amazing show, From Slavery to Star Trek. You did it at the Adelaide Fringe Festival, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and you've done a few dates in Sydney and hopefully a few more. You have a, you're, and I don't mean this as an insult, you are my Forrest Gump. You're someone I've met. <laughs> well, get the definition right. Yeah. She, not, she's, uh, she like, can run, she can... No, no, no. She's, I, I like to describe her as Forrest Gump, but with a much bigger ass. <laughs> And if you, if you think that's offensive, you don't know enough black women. <laughs> yeah, that's... I should mention at this point, Francis and Andrea are... Oh, sorry, Andrea, I, I'm used to calling you Andy, so... Andrea, Andy, Andrea. Um, and Francis and Andy are in a bit of a relationship. It's, yeah, al- almost five years now. Five years. you think the novelty would have worn off by now. But. And how long did you work on the original <laughs> series of Star Trek for? It did. But, uh, <laughs> it keeps coming back over and over again. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing about us, is that... Like Star Trek, I didn't expect this. I, I said, universe, I really would like another passion. You guys, I'm 73 because, you know, this doesn't happen a lot. And I kept wanting another passion and I kept asking. I was playing, please send me someone to love. And, I, and he showed up and I thought, he's really nice to lean on. <laughs> he's really nice to be around. Now tell me now, Andy, you come from, like when you're in, you're in America, like you grew up, like you're 73, wasn't always as friendly as it is now. Like back then... Back. Yeah, it's about the same. They just really? they they don't lynch people um, in public these days, and they have a party when they're doing it. <laughs> well, we're in actually we're taping this will be in advance, but this is the week Barack Obama too. He won the second term, so yeah, he I did. mean, did you did you ever imagine that you've worked you've worked with Mal- no, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X? Did you ever see that? Did you ever think you'd honestly see the day you'd have an African American president? Hmm. Honestly, like hmm. well, Mark Mark doesn't know his Star Trek history well enough. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the the William Shatner and and Michelle Nichols uh, had the first interracial kiss, and it was banned in uh, in the UK. It was never shown. And Whoa. now, yeah. Dave, yeah. I know a fact about this yeah. that Andy's going to confirm that will blow your little mind. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to hear it. Let get the yeah, podcasting that, that, audience. So we it had to be. They had to be forced to do the kiss. They had to be forced to do it because the Southern affiliates wouldn't have played it. Hmm. We had to go through hell to get it past the network. That's they right. Because really in the show, it. in the show, they have like a godlike being that like controls them physically and forces them to do it. Like they don't now, want to do it, 
but that's yeah. They, they, they didn't want to do this unnatural act. Yeah. No, well, it's probably like <laughs> no miscegenation was against the law. Mm. I mean, so many things that were against the law in the South and the slavery during my grandparents, my great great grandparents' time, are are still there in some form mm. even today. And to see a, a black president, well, I mean, have you ever heard uh, of a of a president being of America being treated with such disrespect? He called Obama. I mean, Mr. President, at least they did. Yeah, but but, but he but but. But Obama, he's just so cool, though. Like he, I'm he, just he's saying, grown up he, I did. That's why I didn't expect that there would ever be a black president. I thought America was way too rigid, racist, and white but, to ever let a black person in. However, they have, but I and think, I am glad that it is. Next, there will be a white woman president, and after that, a black woman, because that's the way it goes. I, First, there's I, a I white guy doing him. it, then a black guy does it, then a white chick does it, and then a black woman finally gets in. <laughs> what about, but, but I actually put it down to 24. 24 had a black president about 10 years ago and I actually think a lot of people think because he was he was really good he was very presidential he, he was very he was presidential actor, he was excellent well Morgan Freeman was played the president in a, at least a couple of movies no, did, as well but I think that movie hey kind I of played the president in a film that a friend of mine uh, Alan Ingram um, made here mm-hmm. And we took it to Hollywood and showed some of his films, and I didn't realize. He said, "I said, Alan, it's 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 a family film, yeah, and he's sure it's family." We showed it was total porn and 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 gay porn, and what? Hollywood wasn't expecting that. They were expecting another my brilliant career. So you starred in a gay porno movie as the president, <laughs> and thought this movie's good. I think Good family entertainment? Where does the family entertainment aspect come in? Back that up a bit. Sorry. Look, come on, everybody. No, 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 no. That's okay. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. The same thing happened. It was the 70s. The same thing happened to Josh the other day. Some guy was, he was walking along. Some guy offered him some sweets. The next thing you know, he's doing stuff he didn't want to do. And, you know, thankfully, you know, we got him out of that car with Seizure Kaiser. <laughs> Oh boy, he's not even here, and you guys talking about. So what's that? Three minutes in and one seizure joke already. Yeah. Good, okay. Write we'll, that down. No, we'll do that. So tell us. Okay, so let's, we're, let's we're, go back. We're going to do Star Trek, right? Well, let's. Yeah. I thank you because I I don't always remember things. I yeah. just remember things that that affected me and that I felt something about. Like I said, Bob Justman and Sylvia. Mm. Sylvia, like I said, she was married to a black man, and mm. it was like really a black man. She's married to one, and Sylvia took me in hand. She was going to groom me and make me presentable to be in that society and so she wanted me to learn to eat rare steak the deal breaker total deal breaker no way it's like malcolm when he asked me why i wouldn't want to become a muslim that was malcolm x yeah Yeah. when he said andy why don't you become a muslim i'm not giving up my pork chops (laughs) and what else <laughs> the full story, please. Uh, no, 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 no. We're going back to Star Trek. Come on. I know, they, they, like a lot of people, kind of uh, like Mark. Mark doesn't know the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars, so that we have like I a know. lot of a lot of problems. But well, some people kind of look at the franchise. You keep clinging on to that fact, Dave. Isn't it, clinging it, on Star Trek or Star Wars, Mark? <laughs> Isn't that a disability in some yeah, countries? I, think I don't so. know. But but what a lot of like it's been a very. Then I got beat up for one less thing in school. (laughs) It was a very successful franchise, and Uh, people forget the franchise. And it's it's start. It's like back in the sixties, they were trying to tackle stuff that you couldn't tackle. So like the Vietnam War was going on. Escalation, Uh, uh, escalation of war. mm. And I remember they had what was that tall chick's name, and she wore this really Gene Roddenberry loved that outfit. You could almost see parts of her body, and he loved anything. And and it was about escalation. 
uh, of a war, which was what was happening in Vietnam at that time. But, but you couldn't put it on regular TV. But you couldn't, you couldn't say it. You couldn't say it on television. I mean, the Smithers, Smothers Brothers were getting in trouble. Yeah. I, I joined EIPJ. That, well, this was after Star Trek. This is mm-hmm. the next time, which was Entertainment Industry for Peace and Justice, an anti-war, a Vietnam war group. But uh, then those days, we couldn't say anything. Now, did you just get back to that, um, the kiss between um, Ahura and William William Shatner, or Denny Crane, as I like to refer to him as. <laughs> or TJ uh, Hooker. Yeah. TJ Hooker. Oh, oh what's that? Heather Lockley oh, is in oh, that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. What about his the series he did? Um, uh, shit My Dad Says. No, 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 one? no. He wrote, and, and, and I've got it on videotape at home, a, a series he produced that's Excellent. Just what's it about? excellent. What's it about? I can't remember. Look, <laughs> please don't ask me to remember this right now. No, but I know okay. that I'm going through and throwing out things. And those are videotapes I cannot throw out. I love the series. He wrote this series of science fiction books. And the series oh, of oh, books. Oh, Tech War. Tech Wars. That's it. Of course, I love Tech Wars. Of course Wars. Dave knows Tech Wars. Well, I love Tech Wars. Did he write Wars. it, though? I, I, okay, okay. He put his name to it for sure, but like, was it all hey, his? My aunt wrote for Elvis Presley. There At least go. he put his name to it. Yeah, exactly. Which song? Which song did she? Uh, let's Have a Party. Let's Have a Party? Yeah. No, that's not. Well, getting back to now, we're getting back to the kids. We keep getting the, the, the breaking <laughs> Elvis. news. <laughs> Who cares about that dude? Elvis Get back to Star Trek. Yeah, Come Elvis. on. <laughs> yeah, little less conversation, guys. A little more action. <laughs> oh, bravo, sir, bravo. <laughs> okay, but getting back to so William Shatner and Uhura. I understand in the script, Shatner wasn't meant to take the kiss. I can't say that that is what happened. I, I don't remember the script. I only remember feeling that. It should have been Nichelle and George. The relationship was closer. It, it, Shatner just had all the girls that came along, but there was something special between Uhura and and, Tuka, and, and and Sulu. That's and I and and I thought that was. Well, and then in the in the film that they did, the last film that they did, they do uh, show us a relationship. No, that's with Nimoy though. That's, uh, with, that's with, Spock. That, uh, with Spock. What am I doing? No, no, George. I understand it, but George Takei, as I've no, learned, Spock. You, you, yeah. you meant yeah, Spock the whole time, right? Yeah, I meant Spock. No, not Takei, yeah. guys. No, don't, Spock don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> but George, George Takei, uh, Dave, Dave reckons George Takei is responsible with breaking the internet. He's broken it many times. How? Uh, well, if, on Facebook, he's got the biggest fan base in the world, and all he posts the stuff, and people like it, and like Facebook have bug reports being raised against George Takei because he breaks it. Can I ask you a question, mm-hmm. Dave? You may. Have you ever poked George Takei on Facebook? No. Oh. <laughs> I've met, I've actually met George You've Takei. met him? I went jogging with George Takei 20 years ago in a, a conference they had in Ireland and mm-hmm. it was the first time we ever met a, a Star Trek uh, actor. It was, you know, it was, it was quite uh, special for me because, you know, to actually have people travel to Ireland. But How I- many hours... <laughs> <laughs> How many hours were you camped out outside his hotel before you got this opportunity to <laughs> jog? Oh, uh, too much, man. Too much. <laughs> no, no, I, believe it or not, organized and did posters for Star Trek things back then. And uh, No, I never would have picked oh, it. There you go. And uh, Did you have a zine? I did? Yeah, of I course did. you did. Oh, see, this is a real trekker. This is a real fan. Yeah. I was just there, there. hanging out with... I, I, George and I went to the same high school. Oh, okay. So we, we had a lot of... We knew some of the same friends, like you know Johnny Cochran, who was this lawyer there. Oh, he became one. So you, I know Johnny Cochran. Okay, well, so Johnny was he in got OJ George's, off? Yeah, Johnny was in George's class, and I was behind. But Johnny and his girlfriend, and me and my boyfriend used to double date. Aww. he was so smooth. That guy. He taught all the guys in high school in his little group how to get laid. So would you know him uh, before, or after he was interned during World War Two? Just a guy. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. After. 
it, it would have been way after. I, for a moment, I was trying to fix those two in my head at once. I had a friend that, that was interred there, yeah. and um, um, George and I never talked about anything like that. He took Look, he took me to Little mm-hmm. Tokyo. He gave me my first sushi ever. He, and he gave me my first sake. He just didn't tell me how strong that was. I think I tried to kiss him. Well, you sort of you've mentioned like mentioned you came. You're, obviously, you're in Sydney now. How did you come from? Did you grow up in LA? I was San Diego till mid, and then I was Watts, where my where my grandparents had come uh, to live when they left the South. Um, and and so Didn't so then I went to L.A. We, yeah. we got out of San Diego, which is a perfectly wonderful city, but pretty racist in those days. Mm. Uh, because after the war, after World War II, uh, a lot of people didn't want to go back to Alabama, Mississippi, and those that life there. And they stayed, and they were ex-servicemen, so they went on with the police department. And so the Jim Crow activities that went in the South also came to California, but we didn't feel them as directly because the laws weren't as specific. I didn't know that actually. So, yeah, okay, the transportation of Jim Crow from the south yeah, to the west yeah, coast yeah. after World I, I War Two. I remember being so proud of myself when I must have been about three, and I and I'm so happy on the bus. And I'm saying, "Mummy, mummy, who is Jim Crow?" And my mum's going, "Shh, shh, shh be quiet." Yeah, because you didn't talk about it. Yeah, and the other one. Uh, now, I asked this on episode one. We had Peter Mizell, who grew up in New York. Yeah, yes. we, everyone loves Mizell, yes. unless. But I asked him the question: In the fifth, he grew up in the fifties in America. Is the world a better place now or then? Well, darn, I liked it there. It was much. It was sort of like uh, what's that movie with Jim Carrey when he finds out the Truman Show. Truman Show. It's sort of like that. Maybe that's what I I lived in. However, it sure was. It was pretty enjoyable in lots of ways. Lines were more more clear. Uh, there were things you did and you didn't do, um, and your community was closer, your family was closer, mm-hmm. you, you your religion or your beliefs mm-hmm. were closer, and uh, your aspirations were still high. However, you had really good support. Yeah. See, so his answer was he thinks the world's much better place now in that. He think well. He the big issue for him was, and it's not it's not an issue to him, but he thinks there's more freedom to be like for mm. the gay community to be more out and open. Out and open, definitely. It's more out and open now. And do you think there's more opportunity for your like your grandchildren now in the world than there was back like back then for kids the same age? My crystal ball broke. Damn it. <laughs> you know, my kids. I hopefully they're biracial or whatever. They, you know, their father is German, who comes from a, a strain of that looks very Asian. Um, his his mother, their mother is my daughter. So you know, I think when they told them they were black, uh, one of them didn't really respond to that very well. But no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not black. No. She wouldn't talk to you for two days. So my mother said, Grandma Andy's black. Yep, agreed. She's my mother. Yes. And you can see that idea. Uh-oh, oh no, she's not good. And my daughter says, and I'm your mother, and I'm black. But do you think that's it's sort of, it's almost a stigma of your, your past? Because I grew up in Ireland in the 80s, and we were still fractured down Catholic and Protestant lines. Yes, absolutely. And, but it's, but it, was, it was, I never thought it was religion. It was tribal. Absolutely. It, it was your tribe. Absolutely. I couldn't believe I said, the white people fighting white people? Exactly. What's wrong with them? <laughs> and it's and it's just and uh, and you talk about discrimination in uh movies and TV shows. An Irish person has never been a character in a James Bond movie. 
Now they've played James Bond as an actor, but the Irish don't get into the movies. Like, God, that's discrimination. Well, I, I have yeah, yeah. Tell, tell a black person that the Irish have been discriminated against. Yeah, you, you've really suffered. Yeah, what we next? have. Hey, oh, that hey, Holocaust. Hey, hey, don't seven, black seven, people. Seven hundred years of uh, colonialism. Black people do not go. There. Oh no, no, no. I'm just, Thank I'm you. just, I'm more, more speaking grew, down to I know where you're coming from. Mm. I'm with you there. But yes. it's, but like as, as I kind of grew up and went, there, like I, I lived in America for two years. Mm-hmm. I found it very strange when I moved there because I looked American. It's only when I opened my mouth. Yeah, I know. It's only when I opened my mouth <laughs> that people would then go, "Oh, you're not from around here." But until. <laughs> And it was so strange. Like, I was probably the reverse. When you met people yeah. over there, did you speak Klingon? Did you? Yeah. Or Wookiee? What's the yeah. Wookiee language? Oh, Ewok. Uh, Ewok. Do you do that too? What? The Wookiee language. No, no, no. No. <laughs> um, Some yeah. people think I sound like a, a, an Ewok just because of uh, the well, speed if, I speak at. If you go to America at any time... You, you ought to check out the guy who worked for DeForest Research. DeForest Research were the people who handled the research for Star Trek for all the episodes. Mm, mm. And uh, Peter, and last name is not right there at the moment, really tall and big and, and wonderful and was the one who did languages. Okay, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, well, no, it's, damn, I'm blanking on him as well, but I know the guy. Yeah, he, he kind of, <laughs> he, uh, he created like a, a basic Klingon language. And, and and he he omitted the phrase to be as a kind of a syntactical thing, uh-huh. and then they came around and said, "Can you make this a language?" And then have that famous line, you know, uh, to, to be, be or not, not to be. be. I said, "How do we translate that?" I explicitly didn't put it into the language. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know maybe it's yeah. first world problems that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So, I can Nth remember world him, problems, him I would slaving say. over a, a, a phrase because he hadn't gotten the the, the, the verb correctly yeah. and I'm going but Peter nobody speaks the language oh yeah but these but- are nerds Dave does yes actually can I just interject here and I know in America there are certain mental institutions where they have to employ psychiatrists who speak Klingon <laughs> Because because there are certain people who exist you know, in these institutions. Gene Roddenberry created the Klingons. I that know. came from him. That came from him. That man, ah, oh, oh, my heart. He was my heart. But tell it, tell it, the tell the people who may not be as into Star Trek as Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so the the other a couple of thousand that listen to the podcast. Who's Gene Roddenberry? Gene Roddenberry oh, is the great bird of the galaxy. Hey, not everyone. I oh, hurt my head. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's having a stroke. <laughs> he, he's the, the great bird of the galaxy, uh, the creator of Star Trek. He created, so he wrote, like, came up with the concept. Like the dude, so Ian Simmons, who was on the last podcast, he was like that to the country practice to Star Trek. So what, he was an assistant director on the... He wrote it, he created it, and he, 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 he wrote the initial episodes. Okay, and did you, was you he, so he was your boss effectively? Yeah, yeah. I was the production secretary. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Just so I, I, I had to look over, over you know, you, stuff that had to do with production. Look at scripts, Mark. Um, speak at Mark to Mark as you would a small child, <laughs> or someone with a life. Yes. My. Sorry, we just said the country practice. <laughs> oh, I went. I went. I went. Ow. I went for one of those interviews. Um, um, they they bring you in to set you down, and you and you talk about a script and they were doing a script and it was horrific what they were doing and i told them i never got to write for country practice dude <laughs> oh did you did you really steve j spears um oh. was a really good friend is was he's dead he's good friend and um he was 
he was really happy because he'd been writing plays and and his Benjamin Franklin had gone all over the world and it was the first you know he's really and nothing's working. So I said write for television. So he started writing for country practice and he was so pleased. He said come to a script session with me and you know audition to write a screenplay. So they bring in the wannabes and you sit there at the table with everybody and you talk about the script. So Mark's gonna start geeking out now in country practice again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this was this 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 story that they came up with was about one of the major characters has committed a massacre in a Vietnam village. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they and and I said I don't think that's gonna work here. And uh, so and it didn't. He, he the the creator, I understand, went hysterical, ballistic. You will not do that on to one of my characters on country practice. They will not be a James. Did you meet Fatso on set? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll bring this back a bit. I D- didn't go there. I'm you, sorry. Dave, that you can was, That was just... Uh, I'm sorry. I Dave, I know... That was a bad joke on my part. Dave, I know you've got 54,000 questions about... Carrie's giving the cut sign to that. <laughs> um, Dave, I know you've got 54,000 questions about Star Trek. Go on. Yeah, well, no. The, you can have the floor. I can have the floor. So, uh, Michelle Nichols is uh, famous for... Uh, she was one of the first black women to be on American TV in a, a prominent role. And mm-hmm. she was gorgeous. Uh, still, those hot pants, mm-hmm. skirts that she wears, amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, she wanted to quit at the end of the first season. She felt that she was little more than a telegram, you know, hailing frequencies open. And she yeah, tells a story. I said that one day, and I think it sounded really bad because I, I was being interviewed, and we talked about that, and I did, you know, hailing frequencies open, sir. Because she did it in a, a really, you know, she was strong mm. and very female. Mm. She was like, tiger. Anyhow, but, um, but she, she actually recounts the story. But that was about all she got to say. Was it Martin Luther King actually the, turned up on, yeah, on, on stage one day? Her, no, he didn't come on stage. She met him at a dinner. Was that it? Yeah. The, the, she, her story, her lines kept getting grabbed. They they were taken away. She was still a day player. She wasn't given a proper contract like everybody else. Mm. She was treated like shit by some people on the set, mm. not the actors. Other people, like the, the fact that she couldn't even find her screen, where her, her fan mail. Mm. Mm. wasn't even being delivered to her. You know, so she wanted to get the heck out of there. Yeah. And Roddenberry, I remember walking past one night. It was sort of late, and I was finally going home. And as I went past the screen, the windows were open in his office, and he and Michelle were on the sofa. Back to his original point, though, about how, how Martin Luther King convinced her. Yeah, well, he said, it's documented in her book. Yeah, she he, talks he, about that. She, she says that, well, he said to her that, She's on the screen and blazing a trail Absolutely. for... And like uh, Whoopi Absolutely. Goldberg uh, cites her on Star Trek as mm-hmm. uh, uh, what got her into entertainment and to see that strong presence. Yeah. Um, going to... There's another episode... And uh, these are like very... There was an episode which a lot of people wouldn't know. Uh, it was... <laughs> they had this alien race and they were fighting each other and they were like black and white. <laughs> One Let was this be black. your last battlefield. Yeah. Frank Gorshin had the lead on yeah, that. Yeah, so, so one face was half and black and one was half credited, white. I think Gene's credited as Lee Cronin. Yeah. His, his pseudonym. And, uh, and, the, and the problem, the reason why they were fighting was because one was black on the left side of the face and one was white on the left side of the face. And everyone was like, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. But that was that was the, that, that was Gene Coon. See, Gene came from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. He his Sorry, dad. Can you just who's Gene Coon? Gene Coon was the producer. We, producer. He wasn't Gene Roddenberry. He took over after Gene Roddenberry went away oh, for okay. a while. Okay, so Gene came from the Midwest. His dad had been a Klan member. Gene was not in a racist. He had been a a a, 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 a 
a combat photographer and he hated war. Mm. So uh, the anti-war bias and also the anti-racist bias. Mm. So the, the white on one side, black on the other, and black on that side and white on the other was his his way of saying... <laughs> it looks... I, I, mean, I, I can see mm. some people come to that now and they say, well, that looks ridiculous. But they... You know, we just didn't understand the time. It was like it was groundbreaking. It was like oh, God, it was so yes, in their yes, face. Yes, 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 at yes. The time. It was. It was. So, uh, yeah. The uh, and you, you worked on all three seasons of the. No, uh, I I left. Um, I think the second season after. I think I stayed there with um, John Meredith Lucas, who was Hollywood royalty. His mother had been. Beth Meredith, mm-hmm. and then um, Fred Freiberger came in, and he was going a different way on the script, and I wasn't going to stay. I wanted to be with Gene, and he'd gone to Universal Studios where he was doing it takes a thief with Robert Wagner, and so I knew I was going to go over there, and I didn't want to just walk away. I I had to plant a thing before I left. I was not going to be the first black woman they hired there and walk away without somebody else taking my place. Okay, interesting. So before I went, I got somebody in. I changed jobs. So I left Star Trek because I didn't want to leave them in the lurch, you know, just sort of go. Um, and I went to work, and I went to work for um, a guy called James Poe, who was Edgar Allen's great grandfather, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. And uh, and he was weird, so they they sent me to work for him because he, I went to his apartment in the morning and, we, and took him orange juice, and uh, he worked from home. He went on to marry a um, prominent British actress. I forgot her name. But anyhow, um, why did he go there? Oh, so I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. The but you were there to, when they brought uh, the Chekhov character on. The, yes, uh, yes. Which yes, was yes. interesting at the time because it was the height of the Cold War. And Absolutely. to actually bring in like a Russian who was like, you know, like, he looked like one of the monkeys. That's what they, 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 they pitched him the monkeys was, were, you know, just down the road. From oh, us. really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, I went down for a job for them and, and they were telling me how much fun I would have and they were going to pay me less, and I went, no, thank you. I'm oh. having fun. I'd really have more money. Well, did, I don't know if you know that Mickey Dolenz uh, is a millionaire. Did you know this? Uh, his his, his mom, mom invented paper. Yeah, liquid yeah. paper. Liquid yeah. paper. Yeah. And that's, that's the fortune that he started MTV with. So he was the one that created MTV. That's really? just a crazy liquid story. Liquid paper funded MTV? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that came along. You don't know what us poor <laughs> typing up people had to put up with. Really? When I did that thought, come out? When did liquid oh, paper come out? It, it was while I was on Star Trek. Oh, really? Really? You're a fan of something that whited out the black? Say again? You're a fan of something that whited out the black? On a piece of paper that I didn't (laughs) want to retype again before computers? Hell yes. And so that's a liquid paper. I I am not racist. I I do. I I follow Malcolm X. Hmm. I, I believe in truth no matter who it's for and justice no matter who says it? <laughs> I think it should have been the other way around. Anyhow, okay. No, that's a good. Dave, any more? Any more Star Trek? Any? Oh, I keep going. Uh, oh, I, I know you've. Okay. I'm going to give you one more question. I have to think. Of it. Oh, okay, no. This is your birthday and Christmas this present, by the way. And Christmas was William Shatner uh, truly hated by the rest of his cast, uh, as the rumor goes? Or how could anyone hate that man? Have you heard his version of "Common People"? <laughs> Want to live like common people do? Like I have this theory because uh, uh, I do this uh, this joke about how um, I'm questionable about religion. But I think Captain Kirk deserves his own church because he's come back from the dead five times, uh, <laughs> absolutely, which is four times more than Jesus, you know. So mm-hmm. it's you know. not quite on John Farnham's level yet. Okay, <laughs> but the uh, but he, he did have a rep. He was kind of a because movie stars uh, and TV stars are quite different back then. You were the lead. 
you kind of had all these privileges and uh, and he he lived them up. Could you could you ever really honestly think that you could divorce actor from ego? <laughs> he's a, he's a, <laughs> He is quite quite a force for uh, for you know. And look how long he's lasted. Indeed, I, and he looked, I mean, I have, to have nothing but admiration for him. Mm, he looks and, great. So. He's in his eighties and still going strong. I don't think he was ever aware. He was not malicious. Mm, mm. He just did what he did. And if you know, if it was a, the first interracial kiss, or or having a very tall actor sit down while he stood over him, mm-hmm. nothing or, Tom Cruise hasn't ever done since. Or or standing on the <laughs> apple crate so that he could be eye to eye. He did what was best, and you know he kept that belly in. Oh, didn't he make your daughter cry one day? Mm. My kids used to meet me there after school, so we'd right. go home together. And 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 Paula used to wander around. They did, and they went to Bill's dressing room one day, and he didn't have his hair on. Yes, he's, he was bald even back then. A lot of well, people don't know that. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he didn't have he didn't have his hair on, and she came running up to me screaming, "Oh, buddy, Bill's here!" <laughs> But I used to think it, when the season would creep on, he'd start off really trim. Mm. And as the season would creep on and on and on, so would his waist. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Craft services? Yeah, put, put, put one of those little elastic, what are they called? Girdles. Spanks these days. Yeah. Why do they call it crafts? Is it craft services? Oh, mm-hmm. Why do mm-hmm. they call it that? Like, is it a catering? I have no yeah. idea. Just I don't know. I just... Well, it is now. I don't remember being that way in, in back in the day. Then there were some snacks there, but now it just seems like it's a, a deli on wheels. Oh, it's good! Like if you get on a, if you ever ever get a chance to go to a TV set, sneak backstage to the catering. It's always good. Mm, yeah, I got one more. Cool, cool. So, you, so you're all Star Trek out then, Dave? Or? For now, yeah. For now, for now. Now, Andy, do you have any plans to bring slavery to Star Trek back to the well to the theaters, the, the thing festivals? Is, cutting you off right away. <laughs> Slavery to Star Trek. I love doing that show. And, and I, and I just feel like show. there's a whole bunch more people I really would like to share mm. with. I didn't even realize that University of Sydney has a, uh, um, a U.S. department. You know, and I'm, darn, I could have invited them to come. Yeah, she was looking up American studies. Not you know, Couldn't find anything under American studies, but there was United States she ah, found. But yeah. three months too late. Anyway, live and learn. The next piece that goes on is, is um, so Slavery to Star Trek, then Star Trek to the Southern Cross. Ah. So I'm working on that now. Uh, and it's on. hard, man, pulling out what stories, what stories. You know how hard it's been yeah. tonight to try to stay on track. <laughs> you know, we tried. We tried. Tried. We tried. We tried. Well, you've lived, you've lived through some amazing, like, you've lived and worked with some amazing people. And, yeah, the world has changed in that time. Mm. Tell us, like, a story I remember. Now, when you first got to Australia, you had an incident or two in Queensland? <laughs> There's a shock. Queensland. <laughs> Queensland. People had mentioned the deep north, but I'm a Californian. And I had spent the previous year just traveling through Southeast Asia, laying on beaches, watching sunsets. Anyhow, and I met this guy, and that's the beginning of a lot of my stories. (laughs) Um, And he said, let's go to Papua New Guinea, okay? And and we're going to hitchhike from Brisbane to Papua New Guinea. I mean, to to, uh, to Cairns and then fly over oh, I was to Port say, Moresby. Yeah. yeah, that way. And so uh, we we went off and, and did that. And on the way up, we had some really great adventures. We met some really nice people who took us home for the weekend. We had assholes who left us in cane fields. Uh, but when we got to Cairns, climbing out of that Mercedes, it was great. 
We went in to get a beer to say goodbye to the guy who'd given us the ride. So what year was this? What year was this? 74. 74, okay. 75. That's the 70s. Yeah. 70s. And, and you know, so we're going to have a beer. And the woman gives everybody a beer but me. And she says, I'm sorry, I can't serve uh, colored people. And I didn't even think about it. I just started screaming, hey, lady, what color can't you serve? How about red, white, and blue? Dickie, you're my lawyer. Sue her. Sue her. I want you to sue her. <laughs> the poor woman just... Because he was a barrister, apart. right? Yeah, Dickie was a barrister. Yeah. She she fell apart and said, oh, okay, what do you want to drink? I said, take that beer and shove it up your ass and walked out. But leaving, they got back because they grabbed us on our way to the train station on a street that they knew we were going to the train station. At a time, they knew that we needed to be going there to go to the train station. And with the suitcases in our hands, we were probably going to the train station. And they pulled up. Four doors flew open. Four guys got out with guns in their hands. Whoa. This is cans. Yeah. And I took my bags. I had suitcases in my hand. I just dropped them and let my arm, like an old gunfighter, hands away from my holsters. <laughs> and this guy looked at me. He said, ah, this happened to you before. I said, no, man, but I watch television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't until they took him in the car, stripped him naked, and he said to them, I am a barrister, and charge us or take us to the watch house, and charge us or let us go now that we got away from there. But that was Cannes. That was the police that got you. That was the police. Those were the police. And then we got halfway to Sydney, and I was going through something on the on in my bag, and there was a joint. Now, I knew it was not mine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I know. No, I'm, sure it was, I'm sure it wasn't yours. So I believe you, baby. No, no, no. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you tell somebody. Well, you can't expect to have a girlfriend with dreadlocks and smoke less weed. Anyhow, well, well that was for those listeners. Thank you so much, Andrea and Francis, for coming along. That's a sneak peek of from Star Trek to Star Trek to the Southern Cross. Go see it, and if there, hopefully, there will be an encore season of Slavery to Star Trek. Thank you guys so much for coming along. Yeah, well, thank you for having us. Thank you. Cool. Here we go. Dave, hey. it was your birthday present. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Thank it's you, so nice to talk to somebody who's a real trekker because <laughs> you've got stuff I don't have in me. And together, you see, we you can, can just... say trekker because you know, most people you know, try to call us trekkies, but uh, you know, real. some people try to avoid you. <laughs> That's okay. Now, for this session, you, you was having a beautiful moment then. Just yeah, your yeah, cynicism just spoiled it, Mark. If it's not a country practice, let's be honest, I'm not interested. So, <laughs> Real art. Country practice. No, that's okay. Now, before we go along, get rid of that. if anyone wants to follow up on this episode, I encourage Andy, you're on Twitter at... A kindred. K-I or K-Y? K-I-N-D-R-Y-D. Or Andrea Kindred. A-N-D-R-E-A-K-I-N-D-R-Y-D at gmail or dot com. There you go. Follow it up. If you've got any questions tonight about Star Trek, Star Wars, anything, contact Dave at... Uh, Dave Keeshan. Uh, D-A-V-E-K-E-E-S-H-A-N. You can follow me at M underscore W underscore O-H. Please don't contact me about Star Wars or Star Trek. I'm really not interested. Um, however, Esme Watson, if you're out there, get involved. Call me. Um, Josh, our sound guy's on Twitter. You can contact him at Hungry underscore Dude. Tweet him about anything. I don't know if he can tweet back. We'll find out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com. Comedy on Edge.